Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake with myself, BBD, producing his buns off as we are here, everyone. Playoff baseball starts tomorrow, Tuesday, October 3rd. And we've got our three-game wildcard matchup set. Let's talk about those. I also want to hit on, I mean, sneaky, you know, we already recorded Talking Baseball today and we talked some matchups and stuff, but we also... uh. Kind of got lost in the bum rush of the last week. Like, we didn't do, like, a Cubs goodbye, Mariners goodbye. Uh, so I might hit on that at the end. I don't think I'm doing foosball today because it's playoff baseball, and that's what you're here for. Let's dive right in. Uh, the matchups, if you have no clue, awesome. You're just coming in raw? No idea? Here's what I got. My favorite matchup of the first round, Blue Jays-Twins. That'll take place in Minnesota. Texas Rangers are heading to Tampa. Yo, Houston won the West. How do you like that? The Arizona Diamondbacks. My Arizona Diamondbacks are facing my Milwaukee Brewers. Love hurts sometimes. And the Miami Marlins are facing the Philadelphia Phillies. So, couple things, just top of top of the noggin. AL, I mean, outside of the Yankees, who were a big disappointment, and the Mariners just missing. I guess Texas. Coming into the year, Texas is more of a surprise than we've already talked ourselves into. They had made a lot of big signings, but no one was really into it with how good Seattle and Houston had been. Um, and they end up being the five seed, which is crazy because they had to win one game against Seattle, whose game meant nothing to them. George Kirby throwing knucklers. <laughs> R.I.P. Tim Wakefield. That knuckleball was sick, George Kirby. Add it to the rep. Um, Mariners, tough. That soft sell at the deadline. I don't know. I don't know how that feels now. Mariners fans, I guess, let me know. Uh, in the National League, they had the massive failures of Los Mets, Los Padres. Uh, we kind of moved on from that, but how about the, the Snakes and Marlins are actually in the playoffs? That's pretty sick. Uh, Marlins front office gets to say they've been to two of the last four playoffs, which is crazy. Uh, they were in the COVID playoffs. And then they make it this year. They're the five. Arizona is the six. Cubbies, man, they added at the deadline. Their offseason isn't too clear. Stroman belly. Yeah, I guess good for them locking up Hap. Two, two guys that carried them on for different parts of the season. But the reason we're not talking about them is because we don't have to. We're going to have a long offseason to talk about a lot of those teams. I want to start with the series I'm most excited for, and I, I can't believe it uh, as we were talking about them today. Toronto versus Minnesota. Uh, obviously, Minnesota. We've had a pulse on this team all year. Trev force feeds them down our throats. They ran away with the Central because the Guardians were sub-mid, mid-minus. Nobody else showed up in the Central this year. So there's that obvious instant fear factor. Was the Central just unchallenged all year? And will that affect Minnesota? They have not won a playoff game since 05. 
think that's right. Sounds right. Either way, if we're in that time period, it's been a minute. Some of the reasons I love this matchup. A, both of these teams have some ghosts they have to deal with. Maybe not ghosts. Toronto, they've built this whole thing up. You know, the Blue Jays were supposed to be the new team forming. Guerrero, Bichette, like Biggio, who's back in the mix. Like, we knew all these guys' parents that made us even more attached to this team. There's the Vladdy popcorn quote. They're in the dance. They're the sixth seed. Um, You know, with the Rays and the Orioles, it is what it is, right? Like, they, the division was still tough. I know the Yankees and Sox didn't go where they wanted to go this year, but it's a really tough division. The Blue Jays, they're in the dance. They'll head to Minnesota. Both of these teams are built how we like our playoffs teams to be built. We've got starting pitchers who are going to get a chance. Uh, Gossman, Berrios, um, Bassett. I think they're going Gossman, Bassett, Berrios if they need him. That's without getting a Kikuchi or Ryu. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive depth there by Toronto. And Minnesota can tell you the same thing. They're going to go Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, and then they have Joe Ryan or your nightmare, Bailey Ober, ready to go. That's excluding Kenta Maeda as well. So both of these teams have the front-end starters with starting pitching depth to go with it. We love that. Both of these bullpens, go check out what's going on in Minnesota. Chris Paddock throwing near a hunge piece. Alcala was doing that before. Brock Stewart was a storyline earlier on the season. We haven't even gotten to their their go-to guys yet. Duran, Emilio Pagan in a big game. I've just never trusted him, and it's kind of rude. He kind of has baby Sonny Gray face, and I've just seen him get hit before. It's really unfair. But Louis Varlin, Teal Bar, Jax, Minnesota has arms for days, and so does Toronto. Toronto, man, they could kick it in the pen. Romano, Hicks and Cabrera from St. Louis have both been good for them. Righty and lefty option. Eric Swanson, that's, you know, they got him for Teoscar. They, there's a reason they brought him in to be the late guy. Tim Meza, go look at the year he had. That's before getting to Yimmy Garcia, who they love giving him the pill. I've seen so much of him in the past couple years. Chad Green in the back of that bullpen, still coming off TJ, but... These teams have arms to go to. That will not be a problem. In the lineup, and this is what I don't know, Minnesota, and I'm going off Trevor Plouffe's words, he said the lineups figured it out. Second half of the season has been different than the first half. They've got some lefty-righty platoon options that they're interested to press that button, and that's going to be one of the storylines. This is a series where the Twins have lefty-righty options. Are they going to try to bait each other into that? Are you going to see an early lefty or righty out of the pen to try to make them make the move? Who's going to do it? And when you make that one move, and I did, and you know, we interviewed Aaron Boone this year. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, he had one of his better lines. Uh, we were talking to him about pinch hitting. And uh, I think he did or he didn't pinch hit someone. And we were like, hey, you know, when you when you make that pinch hit move, it's is it uh you know, are you are you surprised it's not successful? I, I forget exactly how it came out, but he was like, 
if you pinch hit someone, you almost expect it to be unsuccessful. I forget the way he it's phrased a, it's it. It's a losing proposition. Yeah, like hitting yeah. itself is a losing proposition. Yeah. Um, pinch hitting is harder than regular hitting because you're not getting at-bats. That, um, yeah, to push that button, the odds are it's not going to come off successful, but you still have to push it. So that's going to be a little cat and mouse in the series. And these are three-game playoffs. Anything and everything can happen. I think the Phillies-Miami on paper seems to be the number one mismatch, experience, talent, all of that. Miami could easily win. There's like a there's like a thirty six percent chance Miami wins the series. It's baseball and it's three games. It's crazy. When I look at the lineup, Toronto's got the guys that need to go do. Vladdy, it's time. It's time. You're Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It's the playoffs. It's time. Bo Bichette, he's back and hitting. It's time. And then, sure, the Kirks, the Biggios, Farshow. When Matty Chapman and Kevin Kiermeyer are becoming bonus pieces, I like that. Kevin Kiermeyer's played in a lot of playoff games, and he's going to make the right defensive play, and he's going to run if he's on. Matt Chapman is going to play special defense. And he's also a massive threat. I think he led the AL in doubles. Hmm. And right now they have Matty Chapman slatted into their eighth slot or, or so. It's a, it's a bit of an odd duck season for him, but Matt Chapman's a threat. Matt Chapman can have a two-homer playoff game. Like, And the two guys I haven't mentioned, and I want you to think about this. That was dramatic. Didn't like how I said that. Know who's been batting 1-2 for your Toronto Blue Jays? Springer and Belt. Hmm. George Springer. Don't forget where that guy's been, man. George Springer has some serious World Series MVP, George Springer. Put some respect on his name. Four-time All-Star. George Springer's done that. He's going to be leading off. And I think he finished strong. Let me double check to see if that's true or if I made that up in my head movies. Uh, he had a really good August and then an okay September, October. Um, George Springer has all-time leadoff home run numbers. He might have like MLB playoff leadoff home run records. I'm, I'm blanking on that one. George Springer's going to be there. He's going to set the tone. Brandon Belt. Man, was he one of the sneakier signings of this offseason. Here's Brandon Belt's stats. 103 games played this year. 254, 369, and 858 OPS. Brandon Belt has been the left-handed threat that Toronto had been looking for. And he breaks up that lineup. He is a two-time World Series champion. So, Toronto on paper, I think we jumped to the kids because that's kind of what turned around the franchise. But that Springer signing where they went the extra year, he'll be setting the tone. Brandon Belt's been really good this year. He breaks up the righties for them. I'm not saying they're going to win. 
when it's all in the pot. Toronto's time is now or never. Minnesota's dealing with their own curse. Either way. And I can't tell if this is me being, I don't want to say obnoxious, blind. I don't know if this is me being blind or wanting to be blind. I think whoever comes out of Toronto and Minnesota, I think I'm going to take them over Houston. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's obnoxious. Maybe it's just flat-out stupid. The Houston Astros go to the CS. That's a losing bet. Toronto or Minnesota, whoever comes out on the other side of that, they're going to have pitchers ready to go, whether it's a Kikuchi, Ryu, or Barrios. For the Twins, compliments to them, man. If it's the Twins, uh, it could be Bailey Ober or Joe Ryan. Like, they're not going to come into that next series dead. So I really like that for either of those teams, and it's going to be a deep exhale. It really is. Toronto, it's been time. We've been waiting for it. Minnesota has not won a playoff game in BBD's life, basically. Slight exaggeration, but. The my other. Consciousness. What's that? Not in my consciousness. Yeah, right? Uh, the other American League series, the Texas Rangers and the Tampa Bay Rays. Is that a spoon, Jimmy? I'm good on that. Thank you, though. It's a very nice friend, Jimmy the John Boy. And a lion snack bar. I've never seen that. Let's show the people. Free ad. Lion. <laughs> Get that out of here. Uh, that was for the YouTubers. I got the spoon. Um, hey, not <laughs> a lion ad. But DraftKings. <laughs> DraftKings. Things are heating up this postseason. Guys, we're going to be live streaming. We're going to be placing bets. Make sure you join us. JM Baseball, pretty much every night. We're going all day tomorrow. Would not be surprised if John Boy is placing some of his silly bets. Um, I'll probably be having some fun ones going too. And if you're not in the game, get in now because if you bet $5, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on baseball. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BAKERS. Hello, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus ages vary by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, cdkng.co slash baseball for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, deposit restrictions apply. And speaking of DraftKings, people love the DraftKings against the spread league, mm. in which you have improved to 4-0 with your Chargers pick. Nice. Trev is 3-1 after getting a winning selection with the Lions. Bobby gets his first loss of the year as the Chiefs do not cover 10 points. Uh, Justin Pennick is awaiting tonight's results. Right. And Dan Canobio is 0-3-1. Uh, Bengals, big yikes. Uh, Dan's a man of Dan's a man of extremes. Feels like everything hot, comes up cold. Dan or nothing comes up Dan. Yeah, I mean, I need to get the graphic from last year because I think I was like twelve and five or something like that, and now I'm four and zero. Oh. So if I'm 
if I'm 16 and five picking against the spread, I need to like promote that. People got to know. Although the another shoe may drop uh, at some point. But for now, might as well flex on them. I just see the board, baby. Uh, the other thing I'm seeing in the American League, like I mentioned, Rangers, Rays. I'm not going to say this for every series, but again, let me remind you, this could go either way. Texas could bash. Texas could bash the Rays, and it could be over. Baseball. Their lineup, the their lineup top to bottom, when they're on, it's lefty-righty, it's relentless, Simeon, Seager, Adolis Garcia, Nathaniel Lowe playing against his brother. How fun is that? Thick-neck Josh Young is back. Jonah Heim, Leody Tavares, Evan Carter. That's with Duran, Grossman, Jankowski. I, I've done this with you guys many times. The Texas Rangers could come in and just maul. Monty has some playoff experience. Evaldi has playoff experience. Chapman does too. Um, we're scared for the bullpen. Nobody knows what that's going to look like for Texas. Every out is going to be painstaking. Maybe Will Smith locks in and becomes that guy because maybe he is that guy. Texas could mash their way through Tampa. However, they led the AL West all season. I kind of opened with it. I said, you know, there was no real surprises in the AL. And then I was like, oh, wait, Texas, Texas was. They've been so good for so long that, like, the surprise factor has washed off. And then they go into the last day of the season. They could win the West. They could get the two seed. They could get the bye. Then you start talking to yourself like, hey, that bullpen got a couple days to rest up. We might kick some other bodies back there. We've seen teams cure a bad bullpen. It's one of the things you can fix kind of quickly with one or two dudes stepping up. See Nationals. Now they're in the wild card at the trop? That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Um, playing three o'clock games. Here's Tyler Glass now. Here's their bullpen. Maybe we get another raise clock. Remember that graphic that kept popping up? <laughs> Is that 2020 World Series? Uh Forget if it was during the World Series or against our Yanks or sometime during that run, though. That clock graphic got a lot of run. <laughs> And I think they could do it again between Armstrong, Diekman, Kittredge, Stevenson, Poche, Fairbanks. We can make a nice clock. Let me see your clock. Um, and the other thing that made me do a little bit of a head turn, in previous race season, it's been like, okay, it's McClanahan and then survive. Shane Baz. Remember him and his jack dad in the playoffs? That was fun. Um... The Rays have three. They'll go Glass, glass now, Eflin, Savale. I know Eflin, Savale don't strike fear in you. Oh, there's the arm graphic. Hello. Is that not what it's all about? My goodness. That's sports. That is sports. Um, Zach Eflin had an awesome season. Awesome season. Savale is really good. 
Really good. So the Rays, starting pitching, no question marks. Glasnow's kind of a one. Glasnow is a one. Eflin, more or less a two. Savali a three, sure. Why not? Their bullpen, set and ready to go. The lineup is interesting, because it's some Ray stuff, man. Outside of Yandy Diaz, Randy Rosarena, the best to ever do it. Isak Paredes, not a household name, but put together a really good season. And then Josh Lowe deserves love, too, Nathaniel's brother. Uh, they do... I think they still sit him against some lefties, and if Jordan Montgomery's getting a start, that's something of note. But he has pinch hit and come off the bench, so he'll be ready to go there. And he is a problem, man. That dude is so good. There are some dude on, dudes on the Rays that, I'll be honest, I can't give you the full scouting report on. And it's either going to be coming out party, and we're going to be like, wow, this organization, which we've done this with the Rays before, these are a couple guys in the projected Rays starting lineup. Awaken Jake's celebrity at this point from the Foolish Bailey trade episode. Junior Caminero. Right now, Fangraphs has him slotted as your two-hole hitter. He's 20 years old. Coming out party? Or are we going to be like, wow, this Rays lineup is thin? Jonathan Aranda. 25 years old. Currently slotted at DH. What am I going to get from him? I have no clue. I have no clue. We could be walking away and being like, damn, Ray's going Ray. And you're going to get got. Like, I didn't shout out Harold Ramirez there, who at points this season has been incredible. Um, Manny Margot, Coach Ballgame's favorite player. The Rays have been here before. Anything that I would look to, like generic sports stuff, home field. What kind of home field? Z-Trop. We're playing weird afternoon games. Rays have kind of known they've been going for the wild card. You know, they were hunting the Orioles, but they never really got that close. I think there was that one series. They played Baltimore. They won the first two, and then they lost the next two, something like that. I think so. I think it got within a game, and then it was... Did they tie it for a sec? I think they might have. After that, the dream was kind of over. Texas, I mean... So the past two weeks, you know, when Seattle fully came up and Houston was back, the West wasn't decided. You know, Texas was fighting for their playoff life. So in a way, hey, we're in... Seattle, those guys were playing, look at their faces, it's over. So there's a little bit of that, but it's also, wait, we were so close to getting the bye and having home field? And now we're playing 3 p.m. games at the Trop? Like, it's where these wild card games are cool yet bizarre. Like, there's the Rays with Tyler Glass now could win tomorrow. And that would just be the facts. Jacks, 4-1. to one. Rays win. In the trop. Glass now shoved. The bullpen was great. Boom. Let's say that does happen. If you're the Texas Rangers, are you going to be looking up in the fifth inning of game two? Being like, wait, we're down 2 nothing again. 
Our season's on the line. And we could have been home just watching these games. If those thoughts enter your head, it's over. Texas could dominate. It's tough to dominate the Rays. And if the Rays are in it and around it, I'm going Rays, which would be a brutal end of the roller coaster ride for the Texas Rangers. It's going to be the next steps, which we'll be able to talk to you guys between now and then, but winner of Tampa, Texas, goes on and faces Baltimore. Either of those are pretty electric for me. I kind of lean Texas, if I'm being honest. Those games would be crazy. Every inning. Every inning would be offensive chaos. And then Toronto, Minnesota, I'm kind of good with whatever. I kind of like both storylines. A a slight lean Toronto, because I do get sucked into their stars a little bit. Bo Bichette, Vladdy on the national stage trying to take down the Astros. That would actually get Toronto like a lot of fans. Yeah. If those kids are lined up against Houston, especially if they did take them down. Not saying it's going to happen. They still have to get past Toronto. And by the way, if they don't, I will be calling them soft. Like, Toronto, man. If you're the team the Twins beat. Not now, when? And yeah. Whichever team in that series loses is going to get mean to death. Yeah. That either, either of those franchises is going to be in a little bit of a dark place. In the National League, Snakes, Brewers, of course. Of course. The two organizations that have been the friendliest to me. If your organization starts being friendly to me, maybe we'll see in the playoffs. I really like this Brewers team. I think they are Brewers to a T. They play good defense. They can pitch. And their lineup feels deeper. Their lineup feels deeper. It's still not scary. And they've got a chance in two games like, you know, if the second half, right now the bottom three in their lineup is listed as Donaldson, Terang, and Taylor. Not sure what you're going to get from them. Willie Adamas has been up and down all year. Like, we could look back at this Brewers team, and they could be set up for something and having pro at bats, and we're like, damn, man, like, Canna and Santana see a ton of pitches, and every inning, these guys fight. Or you could look back at this and be like, look at this Brewers roster on paper and be like, that wasn't the team. It's a lot of kids, and there's a lot of old veterans. Like, there's something beautiful about that, and there's also something scary in it for me. Snakes are playing with house money for me. They actually made the playoffs. They were around in the West. Were they going to be able to hold off the mighty Padres? The Giants were around. They survived them. Then the wild card race, Cubs, Reds, they survived it. Good on my snakes. The thing I said on Talking Baseball, which I do think there are some numbers you could point to, they could arguably have the three best hitters in this series in Carroll, uh, Marte, and Christian Walker. You know, I, I get it, Yelly and William Contreras. I get it. But, um, and this series is just fun because of the game one, the... The Dimebacks do not have their rotation lined up. They have Gallon and Kelly for two and three. 
So there's putting the kid out there, Brandon Fott. He's been a mixed bag of lately. The debate is how long should his leash be in game one of the playoffs? Do you want to burn out your bullpen in a three-game series? Can you burn out your bullpen in a three-game series? Kinda. But it's also your season on the line, so you got to make some moves. Pop. So I think I really like where we landed. You, you tell the kid, get me through the lineup once. If he's in good shape, cool. If he's not and he's battling through that, then be able to go to the pen. You're going to have extra pitchers. It's the three-game wild card. Have guys ready to go. Um, and that game one's just going to be so fun. If the Snakes win game one, it should be their series, right? It's Gallon and Kelly lined up after that. If they don't, they still have Gallon and Kelly lined up. My fear for the Snakes is kind of the, the Rays effect I talked about or the Rays-Rangers effect. Going Corbin Burns to potentially Piamps or Williams or whoever it is, your rebate to Williams. Like, you're the Snakes, and you could be looking through the first 14 innings being like, God, we have three hits. Like, the Brewers can really pitch and play defense. That's your biggest fear if you're the Snakes. One thing I always like in life, and this is a little bit of a personality trait, the boys are playing with house money, man. The Snakes coming into Milwaukee, they... Their season wasn't supposed to be here by a lot of the, you know, Vegas odds or, you know, pundits. And they got their two guys waiting, which is an interesting emotion. And like you mentioned on the on Talking Baseball BBD, teams were wondering last year if they should start their ace in game two. Because that makes you feel like you're playing with a little more house money in game one. You have your fallback option. You're either finishing a series or your season's on the line. You got the guy you want. There's just chatter about it. I mean, I think in five years, we'll, we'll have seen somebody do it on purpose. I think I've either got, I think it's either Snakes in three or it's Brewers in two. I said on the show, I biasly went Snakes. If I had to put actual money on it on the DraftKings Sportsbook, I would still bet the Brewers... I mean, man, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, if you need them. Devin Williams can give you a couple innings if you need it. Uribe's got breakout postseason star written all over him. It's an uphill climb for the Snakes. I think they can climb it. Maybe I'll go bet the Snakes. Why not? Something small, but something I can flex on the people like I believed. Gives you a receipt. That's what the kids are all about these days. Um, your final Yoffs series. The winner of Snakes Brewers goes on and faces the Dodgers, which is that interesting? I mean, Snakes Dodgers, dude. The Dodgers own the Snakes. Oh, my God. Some boogeyman stuff. Oh, my God. That's... Interesting. Brewers probably line up better with the Dodgers, if you're being honest. I don't, I don't think Snakes fans would even deny that. Uh, your final series, Marlins, Phillies. This one on paper just, it doesn't feel right, and I doesn't feel right. That's horribly rude. We saw the Phillies turn it on last postseason, and their stars are awesome. Like, it's awesome. the most, like, on-paper lopsided 
like we we think we know how this is gonna go. Uh, we we all know it's baseball and things happen. But. Sports doesn't work like that. But Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Real Muto, Castellanos, Bohm, Stott, Marsh, Rojas, Pache. Um, as they're gonna see two lefties, so Marsh might be coming off the bench. Um, I don't think they care. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't think the Phillies players care at all. I know Phillies fans; they are they they are pissed that this is how it shook out because Marlins are just you know, and, and we've heard this from from Mets fans. We know too. There's a little bit of Rays effect with the Marlins down there. Just bad stuff happens around when you try to face them when you need a win. Marlins were seven and six against the Phillies this year. Um, no Sandy, uh, no Sandy, no Yuri Perez, no, no Sandy, no Yuri. Um, it's going to be Brack, uh, Braxton Garrett, Jesus Lazardo. Um, and Lazardo, by the way, has, has become the guy we thought he was going to be that rookie year in Oakland. Uh, right? he is, he figured it out. Remember when they just gave up on him? Uh, Arise has missed the last week or so, which that's scary because he's, if they're going to do something, he's got to be a part of it. Like, he has to be a part of it. And he could set up Solaire perfectly. We've seen Solaire in the postseason. Like, the Miami story isn't that hard to write. Jake Berger's been awesome. Jazz Chisholm on a big stage in the playoffs. Um, their lineup starts to get a little thin at the end for me. And it's it's hard just to not believe in the Phillies. Um, Wheeler and Nola, Taiwan Walker and Ranger Suarez if you need it. Uh, Kimbrell, Alvarado, Jeff Hoffman's been really good for them. Gregory Soto, Sir Anthony Dominguez. Orion Kirkering. It's just a fun name to say, but that's that's a young kid that they've put in their bullpen. It seems like Philly... It seems like they're never going to be out of it with how their offense was last year. That's the series that everyone's going to be on the Phillies. So, why not? Why not win it, Miami? Why not get it going? Um, and the winner of that series, your Phillies or Marlins, will go on to face the Braves. So, it'll be an NL Easty. Uh, part of that bracket, no matter what happens, potentially in NL West if the snakes come through. Um, Houston, the only team guaranteed to not play a division opponent. There's some analytics that mean nothing. Sure. Um, I guess my my zoomed out scope, uh, looking at the postseason bracket as a whole now. Houston is Houston. I, I know maybe it felt clicky. Uh, that I think whoever comes out of Toronto and Minnesota beats them. But I I do like it. I like, you know, playing those wild card games, getting the momentum going. I think there is something to that, having the bats ready to go. Both teams have a lot of pitching depth. I'm taking Baltimore to still, to still, I shouldn't say that because I definitely did not have that before the season. I'm taking Baltimore to come out of the American League. I just believe in what they did this year. They do have all-time 
that team that wins in the regular season, but it doesn't happen in the postseason, they have that, and I'm sorry, Orioles fans, but when you don't have the true one that everyone knows, the Verlander, and we've done this, like Bradish was awesome, and a ton of other guys were awesome. Orioles have that fear factor of like, wait, we're down 2-0 and we're heading back to Tampa or we're heading to Texas. I've still got to believe in it. They've been so electric all year that I, I, I just don't see it going like that. And I want to believe in that. But that makes me seem really super lame because that means I'm Baltimore and Atlanta. And I would pick, I would pick Atlanta. They're the best team. So it's going to be funny to see as this postseason kicks into gear I'm saying it like it's so obvious and it's what's going to happen, right? Like, this is, this is what I see. This is what I like. It's all going to get thrown out the window. Three game sets. And then even the five gamers, man. Like, I, I still can't believe we're doing five games in the DS. Like, what? Why aren't we doing seven? Like, can the Phillies beat the Braves in five game set? Absolutely. Harper, Schwarber, Castellanos get hot. Braves have a couple double play balls. I got baseball Susan. I'm excited to tune in. It's kind of shocking that it's already here, but it is. We are going to be streaming in the JM Livestream Lounge. DraftKings Livestream Lounge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Placing some bets, watching all the playoff games. I think we're doing a full-blown binge day tomorrow. I think... Farm to table. Pitch one to the last pitch of the day. We're going to watch every game, get the playoffs started, and then we'll be streaming kind of the... Mostly individual games and some some front and back end. Yeah, like the premier night game. We'll see how these series are going. Um, You know, would love if, you know, maybe something like Arizona and Milwaukee's the 7 o'clock game. Like, maybe we start with one of those and we, we finish with the 8 p.m. Game, the game should be quicker now because we're playing by new rules, so we shouldn't have that four-and-a-half-hour yeah. playoff game. We're toying with recording our recap apps right after anyway, so... So, uh, excited. Excited. Come join us for the live streams. The chat is awesome. We have a lot of fun. I think we'll see you Wednesday. Maybe we'll save Wake and Jake to know the matchups. Mm. So maybe we'll it'll be a third before our preview. Maybe it'll be a Thursday drop. Um, and hey, I think I thank you guys. I love you. Enjoy the ball, sports. <laughs>